Welcome to the Moz Monthly Podcast. Thorough discussion and in-depth information about the news, stories, and trends related to emergency medical services in Michigan. The Moz Monthly Podcast is brought to you by the Michigan Association of Ambulance Services. Here's your host, Moz Executive Director, Angela Madden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of the Moz Monthly Podcast. I'm extremely excited and honored to announce our guest for today, Michigan 64th Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist. Lieutenant Governor has two degrees from the University of Michigan in engineering, spent time as a software engineer for Microsoft, and has now returned home to the great state of Michigan. As the Lieutenant Governor, he serves as the President of the Senate and casts tie-breaking votes as needed. He resides in Detroit with his beautiful wife, Ellen, and their three children, twins, Emily and Garland III, and daughter, Ruby. Lieutenant Governor, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you being here today. Thank you for having me. It's really great to be here with you. Wonderful. So, Lieutenant Governor, this week, uh, Governor Whitmer has proclaimed EMS Recognition Week in the state of Michigan. What role do you think EMS providers play in our state today? The role that EMS providers, uh, that the entire uh, group of women and men who work in the industry is always uh, critical to not only supporting and saving life, but into also just granting people in our communities peace of mind that if something were to happen, um, someone will be there for them. That's always true. And in the last year, uh, given the COVID-19 pandemic, we have seen the importance of that role magnified. We've seen the courage of the people who work in this industry on display for all of us to, to, to recognize and to hopefully more people have acknowledged it. And so the recognition of this is EMS Week um, to me is really about acknowledging that service, showing gratitude on behalf of the entire state of Michigan um, for a job well done, for service well rendered and something I deeply appreciate. Thank you so much for that. I know they will agree, appreciate hearing that as well. Do you have a personal story or experience connected to EMS that you'd like to share? Um, I think one that comes to mind for me, I remember Mike, the first time I was in a car accident was, uh, my dad and I were driving. Actually, we had a family reunion that had an event in Redford and we were driving my granddaddy's van. Uh, and, and we were, we were, uh, hit by a car that had, had run a stop sign. And, um, I was nine years old and I had hit my head on the dashboard and so I had a minor concussion, um, but I didn't even remember hitting my head. But I remember still the conversation I had with the EMS professional um, sort of asked me what happened. And then he pointed out the fact that I had like a, a bump on my head. <laughs> and it was just the guy made me laugh as someone who had just been in this experience. I was, you know, I'm sure I was disoriented, but I do remember how he made me laugh. And I just think that that speaks to um, how. You can often EMS people are meeting people at like certainly the worst moment in their day, if not their life. But that person's ability to bring levity to that situation is something I'll never forget. I think that's exactly right. Lieutenant Governor, EMS personnel are on their best days when we as general public are typically having our worst or at least a worst moment um, in our lives. Uh, How do you think COVID changed your outlook? and your view of our state and of the world? I mean, this pandemic has impacted every aspect of of most people's lives, you know, certainly mine. I think one thing I hope is that just 
we generally take less things for granted. Um, I think there are many of us who have been very privileged to take just the mere act of being healthy for granted. And, and I hope that we are now all just more appreciative of how important and how fragile that is and of the role that we play in making sure that the people around us are healthy. Um, you know, recognizing that this, this virus and how contagious it was, how contagious variants are, show that like our actions impact the health of others. And so I hope that we, we sort of carry that forward. And again, as I alluded to earlier, I think it's important that we carry forward the amount of, you know, the public demonstrations of respect and appreciation for our first responders, people who work in our health care and health services industry, people rendering that care did so at great personal risk. Now, some people um, didn't have a choice to take that risk for the sake of their own livelihood. And I think that's something we need to take a look at as far as how we are, you know, fairly and equitably compensating the people who choose these uh, life-sustaining professions. And at the same time, again, we just need to, um, I think, be appreciative of one another generally. You know, I know that's, that might sound kind of touchy-feely or whatever, but like, I do think it's important to acknowledge people's service and the role that they play in keeping our communities together and keeping our communities functioning. And so I, I think that that's something that I hope every Michigander appreciates on a different level. And then I think the last thing, um, you know, certainly the state of Michigan, we have really centered the experiences of some of our most vulnerable Michiganders during the pandemic, whether it was in communities of color, our elders, et cetera. And I hope that um, as policymakers, everyone carries forward the need to center those experiences of the people who are most vulnerable, recognizing that if we have policy and programmatic responses that serve them, they serve all of us and do so in a more robust way. Thank you so much for that answer. That is, uh, I think that is extremely important to Michiganders, as you've pointed out. As a lot of professional professions have uh, have noticed this pandemic has drastically changed the jobs that a lot of people are doing for EMS professionals they are of course wearing more PPE than they would normally they're doing longer transports as hospitals fill up they're dealing with different types of illnesses uh, and in responses uh, particularly for COVID patients how has this pandemic changed your job Oh my gosh. Well, in many ways. So, you know, I'm a person who really enjoys being present in communities physically. You know, I'm, I'm from Detroit and, uh, but Michigan's a big state. And so I, I'm an, I'm an extrovert extrovert. So I, I get energy from being around people. And so certainly the most insidious characteristic of this virus is that it made coming together risky. And that's so insidious because, you know, usually when we are confronting a challenge, like as human beings, we come together to figure out how we're going to deal with it. And, and the very act of doing that was made risky. You know, if you're scared of something, a lot of people of faith go to church to pray about it. And that was risky. So, so that being um, a high risk activity, that changed a lot of the nature of, of like the physical functioning of my job in a way that I certainly would never have anticipated before coming into office. But I do think what has been a positive of that is because, you know, while the, while the remote connections via Zoom, et cetera, are not the same, they're not invisible either. And so 
being able to connect with people and communities across the state in a way that was more efficient from a time perspective for all of us actually, I think, allowed me to deepen relationships in places that I otherwise may not have been able to do. So, so I appreciate both sides of that equation. You know, I would say it's given me a chance to um, deepen my relationship with the governor, um, you know, being able for us to work sort of shoulder to shoulder, see her, her leadership, her calm under pressure, her commitment to doing the right thing. I think the two of us are closer and I think we're better leaders um, because of what we have learned during this pandemic. And so, and then and, and the last thing I would say is just inspired by the people who, be, even though it was hard, have tried to do the right thing for the last 14 months or so, um, has deepened my commitment to always trying to make the right choice, even if it's hard. And so um, that those are some lessons that I've taken away from the pandemic. As a follow-up to that, as an extrovert, what is one thing that you are just itching to do again once once we can gather with no restrictions? <laughs> well, I'm a, um, I'll keep it simple. I'm ready for some barbecue. You know, I, I'm ready for a cookout. <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to being able to do that. I think that type of gathering and that type of social aspect, especially now during EMS weeks, uh, that was always a great thing that EMS professionals looked forward to. Their agencies did uh, splurge and ensure that they got some really good food um, throughout the work throughout the week while they were on their shift. So I bet there's a lot of people out there that would agree with you on that one. As one last question for you, Lieutenant Governor, it is, it goes without saying that we are truly appreciative of the administration's support and absolutely for you joining us today to recognize the importance of of EMS professionals around our state. What do you wanna say to the EMS agency leaders and the personnel who who are listening to you on the podcast this week? So, I mean, I want to thank everyone who's a, who's a part of it, making the industry tick. You know, I'm a, I'm a former basketball player. And so, you know, we all have roles to play on the team. You have guards, you have forwards, you have centers, you have coaches, you have managers, you have trainers. And so I, I recognize everyone who is part of the whole um, in the industry and want to thank them for the, the service, the leadership, the commitment that they've, that they've provided. And the thing I would say to, to folks kind of on the, um, on the leadership part of for, for providers is that I hope that this experience has, I think, reframed people's sense of what, you know, human capital is, meaning that in order to be a great service provider, you know, you have to not only have the sort of infrastructure to provide the service, but you have to take good care of the people who provide the service too. And so I, I think, again, this pandemic has, for me, really brought to the forefront how important it is to always center the people doing the work. And so I would hope that every provider would redouble their commitment to their workforce, that they are supported at work, that they have the chance to, to for, for training and advancement opportunities, that they are equitably compensated, that they have um, space to be able to to take care of their families when they need it. Um, That is ultimately what can sustain a team member being able to do that. And so I I think that this industry that has been stretched and strained so much in the past year, I think those things have been particularly important. And I hope that that's something that when we do establish our new normal, that that's not something that we can, that we forget or that we turn our backs on 
what we've learned about what sustainability in the profession really can be. Lieutenant Governor, thank you so much for spending 15 minutes with us today on the Moz Monthly podcast. It has been an extreme honor to have this uh, quick and thorough conversation with you today. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we depart? Um, I think you covered it. Just a big thank you from me, from the governor, from all the people of the state of Michigan. Thank you so much for your service. Thank you, Lieutenant Governor Garland Girlcrest. Everybody have a wonderful day. Take care. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Moz Monthly Podcast, the go-to source for information about Michigan's EMS system. Be sure to visit miambulance.org slash podcast to join the conversation and access other important information from the Michigan Association of Ambulance Services.